Hello and welcome to another Coach Mark in Manila podcast. I am Coach Mark in Manila, or at least I think I am, last time I checked, and it's lovely to be with you again. Of course, I'm from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. I'm here to help encourage you to go and grab the best life possible for yourself, because you know what? Your life is too short, you're far too precious, and quite frankly, it's all a load of stuff and nonsense. That's a great expression, isn't it? Stuff and nonsense, it means just rubbish, okay? The world is going a bit crazy, to be fair, people. And I have to admit that at times like this, we can all feel like, what is the point? But there is always a point to try and do something. And if you're here because you're looking to change your life, move overseas, immigrate, perhaps you want to improve your confidence, your self-esteem. You might be a native English speaker. Good gracious. But you might feel as though you still lack that oomph in your presentation skills, and I can absolutely help you. Maybe you do speak English as a second language and do it quite well. But for whatever reason, you lack the confidence in yourself, or maybe you're living in a culture that kind of hmm, still makes you feel rather self-conscious. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. You see, I want to say, Kamusta again to my lovely brothers and sisters in the Philippines. You have gone crazy over my last podcast for you. Um, I don't know really what to make of these stats and why it's gone through the roof, but thank you so much for hitting that podcast up. I guess I said something interesting, or at least I hope I did, or maybe it was just listening to my nosebleed. And if you're from the Philippines, you will get that joke. If you're not from the Philippines, I'm afraid you probably won't understand what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, <laughs> okay, we know what we're talking about, don't we, my fellow Filipino? Right, okay, this one's for you again, um, because I really want to help you all. Um, you know, in my first podcast uh, for Filipino speakers of English as a second language, and um, clearly I'm passionate about this country for many reasons. Um, one, because uh, I've literally gone through the lockdown with you for three years and I have learned so much from the Philippines. And in fact, more importantly, the Filipino people, you are amazing. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, um, put the rest of the world to shame. Sorry, rest of the world, but I have a big place in my heart for my Filipino brothers and sisters. sisters. But I do absolutely appreciate all of you around the world, no matter where you are, joking aside. No, seriously, I do. I really do. But the Filipino people have taught me a lot to survive here because I'm not going to lie. It has been challenging trying to survive in the Philippines. You know, um, <laughs> there is a phrase saying it's more fun in the Philippines. Um, well, you know, come on. I mean, there's fun and then there's like this. So anyway, um, it is a, a very diverse country, shall we say, but there are lots of challenges here and we all know them very well. Internet connection being a big one, but that's not the biggest concern, really. Certainly the amount of natural disasters that we have here in the Philippines, it can be challenging at times, but there is always a smile on somebody's face, um, no matter even in the, the biggest of hardships, I have to say. And this kind of temperament of resilience and ability to cope, no matter what, I have never experienced anywhere before in my life. Um, and I think quite frankly, um, outside of the Philippines again, when I go on my travels, if I go on my travels again, um, I think I will miss that greatly. So um, yeah, it's been a real eye opener. That's a good one, an eye opener. Right, so let's get on with this. Um, I want to help you more with your confidence because um, what I said in my last podcast really hit home with many of you, particularly where I'm saying that there is this kind of social snobbery. Now that's a nice expression. To be a bit of a snob means you look down your nose at other people who you think are less than you. And actually, if we're going to talk about this a little bit, let's throw it in with the month of November's awareness for mental health, okay? Because November is the, the month for domestic and intimate partner violence awareness. 
and that includes violence and abuse in the workplace too. So that could be bullying, intimidation, humiliation. These are all awful experiences. Um, and also it is Mental Health Awareness Month as well. And I'm particularly speaking out here a lot about men's mental health, but of course this applies for women too and non-binary people. But um, from personal experience, I know that mental health really does matter and not enough is being done to help. So if we are trying to speak English as a second language, what do we do like in the Philippines where there is a social snobbery um, that is perpetuated by some sectors, not all, um, in what we would call the more elite area, um, who would look down on their fellow Filipinos and criticize their language and say, oh, you don't say it like that. No, you're, you've mispronounced that completely wrong and correct people in public like that. OK, it is a thing. It doesn't just happen in the Philippines. I have to be honest with you. I have many students in Brazil where this happens. In Turkey, this happens a lot as well. And what it does is it's very damaging because it leaves that person who's doing their best to improve and, and build their confidence speaking English um, for business or just in public. Um, at a disadvantage, it leaves them feeling rather self-conscious to say the least. So how would you cope with that, my fellow Filipinos? If you are somebody who you can identify a lot with what I'm saying here, perhaps you fear that you do want to use your English more, but you're not sure if your grammar is quite strong enough, the tenses are the right way round, and when you've tried to do this before, you've been put down by others who, quite frankly, you know, I have to say should know better and should be giving you a helping hand to lift you up, not put you down, but that isn't always the nature of life, right? Okay, we get that. So here's the thing, how do we cope with it? Well, this is what we do, okay? We have a few tips and strategies. I use these a lot in my masterclass. I want to share them all you know, with you today. Um, let's see if you can put this into practice. And remember, this doesn't just work for Filipinos, all right? So if you're any other nationality, like I said, and this is happening to you too, grab hold of these techniques, put them into practice, it will help you sound more confident when you speak, which is going to have the effect psychologically of almost putting another person off from trying to dare criticize you. It's very strange, but it's true. This is what happens. Um, when people feel that um, they are dealing with somebody who is rather confident, they are less likely to challenge them or to tackle them, okay? Um, and less likely to bully them. I mean, it's just the same in school, okay? Um, and that is what we're talking about today how you can almost put the bullies off. You don't want to give them any opportunity to get anywhere near you and mess with your head, okay? So this is a very nice expression to say, you don't want to let them into your brain, okay? Let's get the bullies out. If anybody's ridiculing you or putting you down, this will help you sound more confident when you open your mouth, which is more likely to make them think twice about criticizing you. But I'm going to give you a tip about criticism as well at the end, so listen to the very end. So how do you speak more confidently? Well, firstly, you're probably doing one of three things if you're not sure about yourself. You might be speaking in, in short phrases, okay, very short sentences. You may be speaking far too softly and you may possibly also be speaking too fast and rather and clearly because you're just hoping to just get it all over and done with, right? Okay, so here are several pieces of advice to really help you gain confidence in your English speaking ability. We want you to just feel better. The first one, okay, is to use positive self-talk. Now, I always say this, I always work with people's confidence first before anything else. Because you don't, if you don't believe in yourself, how on earth do you expect other people to take you seriously? And that sends the signal to other people that perhaps they can criticize you or you're not perhaps as confident as you would like to think you are. 
So if you lack that confidence, you may tell yourself things in your head like, oh, English is too hard. I'll never improve. Whenever I try and speak in English, people just laugh at me. Okay, right. You may even say to people, this happens so much to me. And I just I say to people like delivery drivers, right, who come. Hello, Crab, Food Panda, all of the other delivery drivers out there. Thank you so much for all of your hard work you do. Dear goodness, you guys and girls don't half work hard, right? Okay. I have kept you in business through the pandemic as much as I've been able to afford to eat at times because it's been a challenge for me too. But seriously, thank you so much. You are kind of superheroes of this place, all right? Um, and if you know me, if you deliver food to me, hello. <laughs> yes, it's me. All right. So, um, all right. Okay, let's get back to this. Let's get serious. This isn't professional at all, is it? Right. Okay. So, look, if your English is lacking, you might even say things like, I'm so sorry for my English. Okay. Many times people will say that to me here. And I'm like, I'm so sorry for my lack of Filipino and Tagalog. I'm in your country. Okay. Hello. Um, you are doing a far better job than I am. I mean, I know a few things, but not nearly as much as obviously you all do. So seriously, you've got to stop thinking about yourself like this. Be proud of the level that you have. Don't look at how far you've got to go. Look at how far you've come, okay? If you keep thinking and repeating such things, you're going to start believing them. If you believe them, you'll start to become them. Your thoughts, they are kind of actions. Um, they may be just thoughts in your head, but if you think it enough, things start to show up physically in your life. And that is going into what I speak about in quantum attraction theory. You start to become your thoughts, and I should know that, okay? I've got direct experience of this actually myself and so this is really really important for you to understand stop doing that start talking nicely to yourself be patient be compassionate with yourself okay um and really tell yourself things like well today i am working this out tomorrow i'm going to learn something else and i'm just going to put this into practice and the next time you use your english just pay attention to what you're telling yourself I watched um, a conference earlier on YouTube, and um, I was fascinated by the speakers and what they were doing. But this, this first gentleman, he was a native speaker, but straight away, because he was lacking confidence, he immediately introduced himself and said, oh, I'm not as experienced as the rest of the panel, and you know, I'm kind of the new one here. And, and I thought, why are you doing that? Because unless he, you know, unless he tells us that, we're not going to know. But he's immediately then set in our minds an expectation that maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about because he's just said he's rather new to this. Okay, so don't do it to yourself. Be proud of what you know. He was there on the panel because he'd been invited. He's got some expertise, so don't undermine yourself. Okay, so that's the first tip. Second one: speak louder and slower. Now I don't mean like shouting. Okay, and some nationalities, like we've said before in the previous podcast, Arabic speakers, Turkish speakers. The, the loudness and the volume that you speak your native language can cause problems with sounding too harsh in English. So you've got to watch for this as well. But if you're from the Philippines, you know what I'm talking about. You guys and girls speak ever so softly to each other. In your native language, Filipina is very soft, unless you're getting really animated or screaming karaoke, all right? <laughs> all right, okay. But you know what I'm saying. So the point is, right? Okay, salam, It's very softly spoken. So if you try to carry that over to English, it will sound like you're lacking in confidence because English is not spoken like that. It has a wider mouth, it's more at the front of the mouth, and it's forceful, okay? It's more forceful. So this is the thing. If you lack confidence, though, you're likely to speak too softly and you don't enunciate well because you, you think um, everything I'm saying is probably wrong. So if I don't say it very loudly, then I'll just people will just ignore me, right? 
you don't want that, okay? So you want to enunciate clearly and sound more confident. To do that, we want you to speak loud enough so that anyone in the room could easily hear you, okay? And try to slow that speech down if you're speaking too fast because you're nervous. When you're anxious, your adrenaline and cortisol goes way too high and that makes you speak very, very fast, okay? Um, you may be concerned that speaking too slow will make you sound kind of lazy, inexperienced, silly, whatever. I've heard all of this before. It doesn't, actually. It doesn't at all. In fact, if you watch certain politicians on television, um, they will purposely speak slowly. They will command an audience, okay? Um, and they will mix their pace up. Of course, they will go faster like that. But then when they want to make a point, they will slow down. And so you too can do the same. They don't sound inexperienced or silly or stupid or whatever the word is that's coming to your mind. They sound in control of what they're saying. Okay, Speaking too fast, particularly if you don't know all of your words or your sentence construction, will force you to make too many mistakes. Okay, So actually you are setting yourself up to make more mistakes by speaking quickly, even though you're speaking quickly to try and get out of that situation. Okay, So slow it down. Do not worry that you're speaking too slow for people around you because people will get the message that you have something very important to say because you are measured thinking carefully about your thoughts. I mean, clearly, I'm not saying speak like that. That's too slow, of course. So you get what we say, use your common sense, but slow down a bit. If you feel, if you feel that you're speaking at a right pace and you're doing a presentation, trust me, you're possibly still speaking too fast. Slow it down a tad more and you'll be fine. A tad more, a little bit. A tad. T-A-D. And if you're an Arabic speaker, that might be a tricky one to say. Tad. Okay, get the duh. All right, everybody. Coaching in action as we go. Speaking full sentences as well. Come on. So the best thing you can do is to give longer sentences and longer responses. All right. Um, it's very likely if you're not confident, if you're, you know, inconfident, you, you will say things like um, little. Just like, mm, like that, just, okay, good, yes, fine, okay. Um, let me put it into context. Before I lived here, I lived in the Canary Islands. Oh boy, was that a beautiful place, okay. Um, I'm sorry, Philippines, but the Canary Islands does have a bit of an advantage, all right, okay. I miss her greatly, I miss her greatly. Um, and one day I pray I might just get a chance to go back there, but we don't know when. So the point is this. When I when I went there, I hardly knew any Spanish. All right, okay. I was pretty much a newbie to say the least, but I had to get by and I had to survive. And I taught myself a lot of Spanish whilst I was there, okay, including picking up kind of a Canarian accent. Right now, the thing is this: I know that when I was there and asking for simple things like you know maybe um, I don't know the directions to somewhere or whatever, or maybe the you know the fitness center key if I was going to a hotel or something, I would just say something like. Good afternoon, uh, fitness key center, please. Right now, this is a common problem for many of us, all right, because we're just doing the bare basics to get by. And I got what I needed, but the problem was, and I'm sure you feel this too, is you feel frustrated, right? Doesn't matter what nationality you are now and, and who you're kind of speaking to, if you can't express yourself deeply and chat around other subjects with people, it's hard. I used to then progress. I, I, started to make conversations about is it busy today have you had a good day how are you but it takes some confidence to do that right because you just want the fitness center to get out of there 
Because the problem is, what happens if we ask you questions back? Oh my goodness, right? How do you deal with it when people start to ask you things back or respond to you who don't understand them? That's a message for another podcast. I'm going to do something about that and talk to you about how you handle those oh my goodness moments. I don't understand what they're just asking. All right, okay. Um, so really, it's important, okay, that you don't just give a short little answer, okay? I'll give you another example. Um, if you ask an English um, speaker of English as a second language, okay, what their favorite color is, they usually give direct response. My favorite color is blue. That's an example, right? Okay. But native speakers will give a detailed and less direct response. It's something like, well, I, frankly speaking, I don't really have an actual favorite color. I guess that if I were buying clothes, I like blue mostly, sometimes red. But, you know, I don't really have much of a favorite. We give far more information and listen to those native words, okay? We don't just say my favorite color is blue and sometimes red, all right? So try to give expanded sentences. That's top tip number one. Just attempt to do that. Use complete sentences with more details. And it shows people you're not afraid to speak English because it's like, hey, I'm still here and I'm still talking. I'm not just trying to run out of the room by saying blue. Now give me the key, right? Okay, so try to not send those signals out because if you send those signals out, like we're saying, people who perhaps might criticize you, Filipino, lovely listeners that happen, okay, they're more likely to attack or to criticize and say, huh, you didn't say much there, did you, right? So try to expand yourself. The other tip here, read out loud. Now, you can say, what's reading got to do with speaking? It's got everything to do with it, okay? This can be a problem in the Philippines because it depends on the, the literacy level. I am totally aware that many Filipinos here may not have a literacy level enabling you to read certain things or to get to a certain level. Not always, but in some areas, I mean, we've got people who really can't read at all, right? Okay, so we've got to be mindful of this. It isn't as simple as just expecting that everybody can read. I am so annoyed with English tutors who go around in some countries expecting that everybody can read. Yes, we should hope that you all can, but we should not expect it. And it's, it, this is a problem. And so I really want to work on. Again, if you're a Filipino listening to this and you can't read or you can't read very well and you're an adult and you don't know what to do, contact me. I will help you. I will help you. OK, totally free of charge, because this is the thing that yet everybody needs this support. Everybody needs somebody. All right. And if we all pretend it's not our problem, oh, well, that's their problem. What type of attitude is that to have in the world? I am totally tired of this throw you under the bus mentality. Right. OK. And I particularly see a lot of that coming from the Western Europe. All right. Not so much out in Asia, I have to say. So I want us to try and all work together here. Remember, this is the coach Martin Manila family here. Right. And if you're listening to my podcast, I class you as one of my members. OK. And if you are an English learner here who is trying to do your very best, okay, then, and you are, you know, greatly invested in trying to improve your future, then also you'll hopefully understand that if you're invested, so are other people listening to this, and maybe we can all help each other out. This is why I'm bringing the academy together, and I want to reach out to as many people all around the world. I don't, it doesn't matter what our religions are, our persuasions are, our careers are, our ethnicity, I do not care about that. I just care about you as a human being. If you're a good human being and you're trying your best and you're not out there trying to undermine other people, attack people, okay, then I want to help you, okay? And if you do struggle with reading, 
And this just doesn't even go to Filipinos now. I mean, anybody here who's listening, I'm probably going to really have a problem with this, aren't I? Because I might get a lot of people. But the point is, we will work something out. I don't know how yet, but I want to help people. If reading is your problem because you've never been taught how to read or never been given the opportunity and had no education to do that, right, you're going to get stuck here to try and improve certain things. Let's try and unstick that together, right? So get in touch with me. My Telegram details are down below. And you can drop me an email at hello at initial-impact.com or even better, just sign up to my newsletter because then that way you can do it all. Because when you sign up, you give me your email address. You can put in the comments box. This is the area I want help with. So put reading, give me some details about your situation. Um, and you're going to get all my newsletter and alerts free of charge as well. So that's a win-win. So best one, sign up to my newsletter. Right. If you can read, Right. Before reading it out loud, read the story silently in your head. Okay. Because reading out loud does help build confidence in how you sound. Okay. And when you think about it, whether it be a website, a little thing on, on your mobile phone, whatever, try to read it out loud. Okay. Um, also, right. Um, what I'd like you to do, read it silently at first. Okay. And then the second time, you can obviously read along with it silently. If there is any audio with that, there might be sometimes, depending on what you're using. Okay. And then try to read the story out loud alone. So listen to the speaker reading the story out loud. Okay. And then try and practice along with them and then do it on your own. It's a bit like when you learn to sing a song. Okay. Anybody else there, Filipinos who love singing. Okay. Look up gottobefamousevents.com, right? Okay, we have a fantastic academy here as well. That's another business I'm involved with here in the Philippines. We have a fantastic coach, uh, Coach Zen, and um, she will be delighted to help you if you want some singing and voice coaching, okay? Uh, lots of uh, academy face-to-face places now taking part throughout the Philippines with her. Um, get in touch with us about that if you want some help. But it's like singing, okay? Um, it really is. And, you know, um, when you learn to sing, okay, at first you kind of just listen to your favorite artist, right? And then you start to sing along with them. And then maybe you go to the next level, like many do out here, and just have it on karaoke. There's no singer. It's just you and that song, right? Okay. And we all know how karaoke goes out here, right? <laughs> Yelling. Okay, right. So this is what you want to do. Also, list the words you have trouble saying and then later check the pronunciation. Uh, you can use deep L, that's deep, and then L for Lima or Google Translate. DeepL is better. I prefer it. It's more uh, smarter. The AI is smarter. Sorry, Google. Um, also, just try and read something that you enjoy, right? Um, and try also to enjoy it without having to stop checking every word meaning in a dictionary because sometimes that can then put you off. It makes it feel like it's just reading to learn rather than reading, reading for pleasure. So try and mix it up. Also, try not to worry too much. Okay, and um, don't worry about making so many mistakes. Mistakes are natural. I make mistakes and I'm a native speaker. I'm a coach and I make mistakes. Okay, I leave them in on purpose in my podcast. Sometimes I even put them in on purpose because I want you to understand and feel as though mistakes are okay to happen. You're not expected to be perfect, right? Okay, and if you're a Filipino and you are really self conscious about this, understand that you're not meant to be perfect, you're human. Okay, and you're a great human more than likely. I don't know you. Maybe I will one day. But ultimately, even if we never meet, I'm sure you're doing your very best. And be proud of that. Okay, good job today. Right. Okay. Also, the other thing is set realistic goals of yourself. Okay. 
So if your English speaking skills are rather beginner or intermediate, and then you're trying to do something like give a presentation straight away, if you fail, this can harm your confidence, right? Okay, so do something that matches your level and you're more likely to at least succeed, okay? And as you learn, it's natural that sometimes you'll lack some of the skills to communicate well in every situation. And often when that happens, we can lack some confidence. But remember, as your skills grow, your confidence does too. The main thing is to keep going out there and spend at least 10 minutes every day just practicing your English, even if it's just out loud to yourself, okay, and record it. I don't care what you do. All that matters is that I would like you to keep trying, okay? Keep trying, keep going. And just what we're talking about, keeping trying and going, let's just go over some nice words, the vocabs in this, this kind of conversation. So you'd have heard me use the word enunciate. That means to pronounce words clearly and understandably, to enunciate something, okay, the way you pronounce it. Um, we also use things like guess. I guess that could be. I guess my favorite color is this, to suppose, to think something is so. We often say, I suppose as well. I suppose, I guess, well, figure, right? I figure, guess, I suppose. So listen to those words and try to practice some of them and use them today, okay, in your conversation for tomorrow. And um, also things such as um, silently, okay, we know silently is quietly without sound, all right, and pronunciation, it is the way in which a word is spoken. So if you, you have a soft pronunciation, it means that you're very quiet, okay, you're very quiet. And the key to success, all right, the key, well, a key is also a special piece of metal, I guess you could say, right, that opens a lot. But it also means the secret, right? The key, the key is this, is to build your confidence, okay? And try all of these techniques. Also, I said at the beginning, I'll just give you a tip if somebody's putting you down, okay? So if somebody's being particularly obnoxious, oh, that's a nice word, what's obnoxious? It means just downright badly behaved, like awful. So a smell can be obnoxious, a person can be obnoxious, a situation can be obnoxious, okay? You can use it for lots of things. Okay, my obnoxious boss, right? Okay, it simply means awful, bad. So a bad smell, a bad boss, a bad situation. If someone is being obnoxious to you, right, usually on purpose, we would say they're also being facetious. That's a lovely word. Facetious kinds of means like, oh, just really, they're drilling into you and almost being a bit sarcastic with their, their comments as well, being facetious. They just want to basically cause a lot of pain and they are big bullies, right? Okay. Here's what you need to do. You can just, now it depends on the situation where you're at, okay? But if, if you're in say a meeting or something or presentation and somebody starts to interrupt you or something or say, oh yes, yes, well, whatever, let's just stop there. Just say, if you just give me a minute, I just would like to finish this point, please, okay? So hold your ground, okay? Hold your ground. So if somebody tries to do that, they want to disturb you or disrupt you, you just say, please just give me a minute. I just want to finish this point and hold your ground and then carry on talking, okay? And the other thing, if somebody actually attacks you and says, you don't speak like that, you don't say it like that, you can just turn around and say, well, I'm not too sure who made you the expert, right? Okay, you've got to sometimes tackle these head on and almost like challenge this bully. Don't just go quiet, don't just sit, I've seen this happen before. And it makes me so mad, okay, when I see that happening in public. I've seen it here in the Philippines. And I just think that person then just swallows their words and sits there and kind of just, it's just a very awkward situation, okay? So you just turn around and you challenge it very nicely. Icon, you need eye contact with that person and say, I'm sorry, who made you the expert? Right, okay. 
just challenge it and try to. And then if they carry on and say, well, you know, it doesn't, I think that's not the right grammar. And they say, well, look, at least I'm trying. Now, if you let me continue, as I was saying, and you just continue to try to put people back in their place, send the signal that that type of interruption or comment or abuse, because it is, it's kind of psychological, it's like emotional abuse, that is not right, okay, then basically you need to send the signal. That's not appropriate to do that. Any put downs or humiliation or stuff like that, it's malignant. You don't want that. Preferably don't surround yourself with those people. But I know that in you know business settings or certain family settings, it can be hard to do so. But anyway, I hope this has given you a lot of help and advice and tips and techniques. You've been amazing for sticking with me for all of this time. Thank you so much. Keep going. And remember, you get what you believe in. So believe in the best. I'll see you soon. Laban Philippines. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here. Just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.